Ladies and gentlemen, for the last time of 2014-15, welcome to We Have No Cares with me, Nicole Hay. Me, Robert Borswick. Me, Ian Walker. And everybody Yay! else! Yes, we have a packed room, a, a capacity crowd here at uh, uh, the magnificent Ian Walker Stadium to uh, celebrate the, the final game of the season and the fact that Hart and Midlothian lifted the trophy today. Sure, yeah. What a resplendent afternoon it was. We'll be inviting everybody to, to throw in their, their favourite memories of today and the whole season. But first of all, Robert, we got it right up the Rangers today, did we not? We certainly did. We certainly. It was more of a half fist because we didn't actually win. The <laughs> Just three fingers. <laughs> <up> <laughs> <the stink. laughs> three fingers, one in the stink. Uh, yeah, uh, no, a thoroughly enjoyable last ten minutes. Anyway, after the oh. sort of, you know. Lollicost that was the first 50 or 60 minutes And it, it did feel just like playing Rangers again, didn't it? It did for a bit, I actually said that in the, in the standards oh, so This is kind of like the old Rangers They're singing and annoying me but I don't really care that we're losing Yeah, because we've already won the league and they yeah. are condemned to third place <laughs> well, Is that mathematical now? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hibs, oh, Hibs won. Won. <laughs> So that's it done? Yeah, the season's over oh, okay. <laughs> I'm in a safe space. It's the knowledge that's my favourite part of this. It's podcast. been a long and emotional day. <laughs> I think that. Well, I think that. Uh, big ball in the sky. <laughs> Ian's uh, allowed to be a little shaky today. He's emotional. It's his last podcast probably forever because he's he's got a big money transfer to Australia coming in mm. over the close season. Mm. So he's going away. <laughs> Fucking Judas. <laughs> I can't wait to come back to Timecast and have some cunt in section N call me a money grabbing bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get what it means to be hearts. <laughs> do this, do this. Though while you are in Australia, if you could track down Albert Kidd and kick him in the dick for me, that'd be lovely. That would be good. Just to subtly do, I don't know, find a way of like becoming friends with him. <laughs> and then just I mean, after months of being really good pals, just stab him. That's playing the long game. I would have gone for just a straight up dick kicking, but you know, that's, uh, that's how you that's how you roll. Um, okay, so the the game started. It was actually quite a lively do we performance have to do from Hearts. Much match analysis. We don't have to do much, but we can talk about the fact that we actually played a game of football for the first time in about two months. That yeah. that was quite yeah. nice, wasn't it? It's quite naughty having you guys do a podcast at a game you're actually fucking at as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Shut up, Adam <laughs> I instantly regret this decision to have an audience. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, El Hasnoui, he played, and he played very, very well. He, they actually looked fit. It made us sort of think that well, there could be exciting things next season when he links up with Osman So Yeah, well, he kind of outperformed Osman So today as well, to be honest with you. So yeah. it's about two or three yards off the pace. But yeah, El Has was... He's bringing it into his chest. He was doing quite quite well in the sort of physical, not aerial battle, uh, but the physical battle was uh, Zaliukas. So yeah, no, he, he looked very, very good as he has done. Basically, I always say to become good. <laughs> Andrew Henry Miller there. Yeah, he's <laughs> my guy on the pitch. El Hasdrubi's biggest fan over there. Uh, <laughs> dropping in. To be fair, to Osman, so he kept on running into a massive Lithuanian wall today. Uh, Zaliukas actually looked like a player. He was great. Yeah, he was won every header. Fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but also fucking amazing that Ali McCoyst had no idea how to get him on the pitch for like about seven months, and so Rangers just leaked goals the whole time. 
Oh, talking of people that don't get on the pitch, Bilal Moshni, how fucking funny was he? You wouldn't have seen that from the wheat field. No! <laughs> he <laughs> he took me on a journey. He, he, he came out to warm up and everyone's like, obviously doing what you do to substitutes, especially complete shite cakes. And, except he was giving it back. And he kept like... We kept like doing little money signs, and then like people were calling him a donkey, and it was just great. It was really I, good fun. A Rangers player doing money signs. Yeah. <laughs> this guy has absolutely no idea. This, <laughs> this lasted all the way from him warming up in the first half to half time. The police going up to him and just going, "No, stop!" <laughs> in the middle of the half time, fucking kickabout that they were having, which was bad in itself. See, as part of telling him to stop, did they explain to him just how long it had been since he last got paid? <laughs> <laughs> it was, what a mongo, anyway. It was great. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> Match analysis. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, in the in the instance, there, there are two obvious major instances to talk about in the first half. Osman so went over in the penalty area. I felt it was a penalty. Uh, the referee disagreed. Uh, how what was your reactions? Is this the first one? The first one. The first one. Yeah. Uh, uh, apparently, from texts I've got off of TV <laughs> watching, people it was a dive. It's no reaction from so. I think it was. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're just going to let it slide that Ian sort of I know people who own televisions. <laughs> 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 Terrible one-upmanship. You're not the <laughs> <laughs> My daddy's got two legs. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> okay, but the the general reaction on Twitter did, did seem to be that it, it was. Hurt. You said you had a pretty decent view of it from from G. You know, uh, what his dive? Yeah, I, I think it was the fact that the lines. It was right in front of the linesman, right in front of the referee. Both of them were in agreement that it was a dive. Osmond so didn't complain about the yeah. booking. That tells me it was probably a dive. Okay. okay, so are, are we are we like holding any residual upset for the uh, for the second incident where um, Cammy Bell looked like he might have wiped out Osmond? So? I thought it was good. I thought he got the ball. I thought he got the ball after he got the man, but I've only seen it once, and I was obviously wanting it to be a pen. So Ian's television watching friends <laughs> saying that that one was a penalty as well. Though. Yeah, it was kind of split opinion for me. I checked Twitter at half time, and it was like some folks saying, "Oh, definite penalty," some folks saying, "Oh, he got the ball." It seems like he got the man and the ball at exactly the same time, which makes it hard to judge. I didn't think it was a penalty. Um, I thought it was. I thought it was. Yeah. So it was a good save. Yeah, I thought it was a good save. Yeah. Right, well, by, by show of noise from the room, who thought it was a good save? Hey! Who thought it was a queer penalty? Hey! Well, there's a surprise. <laughs> A room full of Hearts fans. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> Cast iron scientific proof it was a penalty. That's democracy in action. sure because it was quite far away. But yeah, and then they, they basically just ran up the pitch and scored their second. Yeah, their second. Oh, we haven't even got to their that first, which was actually... Let's just ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bad defending on the first one. Uh, Zalyukas was completely unmarked, but until the, the vital moment where he ran across Alim and Alim went, probably should mark him. Yeah. And that left, was it McGregor? It was McGregor, yeah. yeah. Good ball in, good yeah. header. Yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. the keeper should have come for it. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all Scott Gallagher's fault. Great. Well, and then it was uh, half time with yeah. uh, Billy King being incredibly charismatic on the mic as the, at the half time draw. Oh, I, I did oh, that, man. I missed that. Yes, <laughs> Stu, Stu, what are your thoughts on Billy King? <laughs> He's not consistent enough. He's got, uh, he's got the talent, but he's just not consistent. See, like, he doesn't start well. Uh, he, 
He co- he's an impact player, so he comes off the bench a lot. And he comes off the bench and provides loads yeah. of assists and goals. Yeah, but why can't he do that? <laughs> <laughs> he's, 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 he's statistically brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can be count from the start. You see him doing it coming off as a sub. Stu's been wanting to vent this opinion about Billy King for a long time. A long time. <laughs> he's been, he's been keeping time. it in. Oh, I'm a big fan, but... No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound it. <laughs> well, <Anyway>. cool. Billy <laughs> well, killed the fucking vibe here. Billy <laughs> well, King's a dick. <laughs> well, what we what we did get at the start of the first half, one of the the greatest moments of the game, one of the greatest moments of the season. Uh, Harris Vukic made the mistake of trying to uh, contest a ball on the wing with Callum Patterson. <laughs> Callum Patterson decided to well maybe let the ball go out, but he left a lot on Harris Vukic. Good. Did you see? Oh, you wouldn't have seen that from over in yeah. section N. No. We'd have been busy no. abusing the linesman probably. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What did he do? <laughs> lots of well, lots of probably right decisions that I decided were definitely not right, and so did most of the main stand. He had, he had a pretty horrible first half. Good work, man. Yeah. <laughs> Glad yeah. to have you on board. There's at least two bad offside decisions and two penalties, which may or may not have been penalties, which definitely were penalties. Well, let me put it this way. Harris Vukic was standing up and then Callum Patterson made sure that he wasn't standing quite so steadily anymore. <laughs> and then blew him a kiss. Yeah, Vukic. Buk- Buk- <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I fucking love Callum Patterson. Vukic took... Huge uh, exceptionalist. I think probably the whole incident um, came about because Vukic got tied up with McCatty in the first half yeah, and yeah. everyone decided they had McCatty's back. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Vukic was trying to give it the big I am and Patterson gave him the big no, you're no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know why Vukic has got a huge stick up his arse about Harps? Because at the game at Ibrox as well, when he scored, he was like giving it all, pointing to his nails up. He seems to have a. Because we're the champions. Because he wishes he was us. just be that. Like, he's, he's come up here with a, no contact. Whatsoever and went, oh, Hearts are the big, cl- big club. We're the, we're the, we're the wee pishy ones that are scrapping for survival. The big club. <laughs> the moments of him that he gets blown at him, he did cower back to his own wing, scared. <laughs> Give me my catty back, please. <laughs> Where's that wee blonde guy? <laughs> I don't like this pirate. <laughs> Sorry, I know this is a sort of podcast, but Ian Walker has basically made himself into a small <laughs> Callum Patterson. <laughs> I, think I call him Mini Me, <laughs> the bum pirate of the Caribbean. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh, well, I, want, I want that on my gravestone. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, um, yeah, so um, the second half after that just sort of bumbled along without much happening uh, yeah. until Gennaro Zayfouk got on. A, oh, the, oh, we forgot to say that Robbie Nielsen was sent to the stand. Ah, was it? Yeah. Penalty yeah. incident. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was literally a yard behind the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was standing on the steps beside the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> what was his fault? Just Section. The Jim oh. Jeffries section, exactly, yeah. Did he join in with any songs? Well, 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 this was what I was thinking, like, you know, obviously when the manager's been sent off, he can't give instructions to the team, but we thought if he's in the crowd, he could just sort of <laughs> shout like a fan. Just be sort of like, oh, you're useless! If I was the manager, I'd definitely tell El Hasme to get tighter on the McGregor! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we can only Try hard. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and then and then Janelle Zayfout came on and he's just great, isn't he? He oh, is great. Oh. 
Is it being? against the big teams. No, it's against the big teams. Only the three goals against Rangers now. I think what changed the game was actually Lee McCulloch coming on. Aye. lost a goal within about 30 seconds of coming on. It was incredible. It was the second one when he just slipped straight on his ass and then let go through. That was great. What a player. I'm so glad he's been such a part of Rangers this season. What a magnificent, magnificent dickhead. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, so talk us through the goal, Robert. Uh, the first one was, it was a great ball in from a Lee Moster. Yep. Uh, yeah, great <laughs> ball in. It's a dinky dink sort of. Ah, yeah, yeah. And um, I thought he'd actually hit a bit too deep, but I didn't see that Zayfog was kind of hiding behind Osmond. So, and How can you not see Zayfog hiding? <laughs> <laughs> see, as soon as I said that, I was like, ah, that's not going to go on nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> These love hips just like <laughs> love hips. <laughs> Stay with a re- revolutionary new name for love hips. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so I use this love hips. Uh, what, get... what other body parts do you love? <laughs> knees. <laughs> um, yeah, so he, he, it was a really, really good header. A lot of neck muscles used. And they, love put, neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> used his love muscles. When he, um, when he connected with it, he was facing, fully facing the school end. Like, ah, he was completely yeah. backwards and put it over his left shoulder. Yeah, it was it was a very, very good header. Um, pretty much the only part that Cammy Bell couldn't get to. So, yeah. yeah very, Sorry? Yeah. It was just like watching a young Kevin McKenna. Apart from the skin tone and difference in weight. Yeah. Apart from that. Roman's done for us. And so having scored a magnificent goal, he thought, well, let's wait until the funniest possible moment yeah. to score another one. I can't remember. Good. Great. <laughs> Does anyone remember the second goal? Angus? I just remember being a bit No, of Angus doesn't remember it. Elliot Kerr. I do recall the ball going to the box. I did. The I think it was the left hand side of the goal. Yeah, it looked like. Uh, yeah, I think so he just decided himself. Sorry. No, no, no. Who's what? describing <laughs> the goal? Stu, I, go. I, I, think, I think it was. Um, Gomez had put it in the box, and I think it was Patterson who was put up front. Won the header and it was just a smash in the box and it dropped for Zifuk and Lee's Lee's just come through with a gigantic sports direct mug. Killing their club every single day. But yeah, that was that was hilarious. Um that that Stramash which led to Equaliser, which led to Rangers fans going, oh, this is our lives now. <laughs> <laughs> this is all we have to look forward to. Well, I've got the This Is Your Life theme tune stuff in my head. <laughs> this is your life, cuntos. <laughs> It was quite good because they were beginning to get back at the voice of Rangers fans and then obviously like after the, the scenes when Zayfout scored a second I turned around and they'd all fucking gone. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from a bizarre collection of about ten of them they decided Aye. to stay and watch the presentation. And applaud. Yeah. Well, so, I'd play to them if they did. No, but yeah. I thought it might be a and I was like, they were you saw all the scars and yeah. I was like, yeah. what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I think I've been waiting for my heart's mates. Strange masochism, like. <laughs> to be fair, quite a few hundred of them did that in 98. Yeah. 
Celtic Park. I, I bet it wasn't quite so painful for them in '98 after their fucking decades and decades yeah. of success. Yeah. Yeah. They still managed to give abuse to Danny Wilson. But two Mongols in the blue. <laughs> <laughs> the two Mongols in the blue doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> 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 What's the end at the end of the game? Oh, some of them had orange on and then, and then the trophy appears, carried by the beautiful sight of Anne Budge. And I swear she suit. fucking glowed today, like like a sort of lovely financial <laughs> angel. <laughs> it was it was quite funny. She was sort of walking round sort of the centre circle with it. It, it. Generally, she was walking around holding it like one of those lasses in the middle of a boxing match. <laughs> <laughs> like, round three, round two. <laughs> She was walking, she was holding it like, uh, but, but, um, I liked what she was wearing with the lovely three piece suit on. Tan leather, yeah. the suit on. Tan leather? Tan leather! Well, are, you, are you into leather? <laughs> she wasn't wearing leather. No, it was kind of tan. She came out in a full pearly queen outfit. <laughs> 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 it would be astonishing. So, like, time for the trophy! Bring out the gimp! <laughs> 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 the snooker ball in <laughs> Craig Levine's got him on a chain. <laughs> Such, it's Ali McCoy's new dark. job. <laughs> but am I right in thinking that usually it would be brought out by some sort of official from the, from the came, league or something like that? No, but came out, it would be brought out by someone like that. Would it Doncaster. Be by... <laughs> Can you imagine if Doncaster had fucking showed his pass at exactly. time? Exactly. And he had the trophy exactly. on his flat top. <laughs> Perfectly balanced. That'd be amazing. Uh, to be honest, I think Cambodge makes her own fucking rules. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it was handed over to Danny Wilson and everyone went, yay! And there was confetti cannons and that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. Hooray! Yay. All Nazi We're all happy. And <laughs> hey, 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 hey. There you go. It's a celebration, you fucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> But one of my favourite things about it, it sort of like really ran home how young our squad was, that there was only about five kids there, and like three of them when yeah. Neil Alex had yes. <laughs> And one of them, like, Dale Carrick doesn't have a kid, he just found one. <laughs> I don't even think they've got kids. Ja- Jamie Walker had to come over to section N and grab his nephew just to sort of increase the volume of children. <laughs> and then Robbie Nielsen saw his kids for the first time in a year. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, who's this guy? That's your dad. <laughs> One of Robbie Nielsen's daughters also wearing a fine blazer. I thought, you know, chip off the old block. I'm in the Myers <laughs> one, <laughs> Fantastic. Right, well, that wraps up the game. I mean, it was fun to, to hound it up the Rangers after them being up 2-0. But ultimately, it's meaningless. We we won the, the trophy after a long, long season. So moments of the season, anything that, that really sort of sticks out to you, Anything that you want to just celebrate, grab a hold of. I'm gonna say my my favourite away day. I'll start with that. My favourite away day was Queen of the South away. Oh yeah. That was mm-hmm. that was very good. I was still wearing a full kilt from uh, me and Robbie's wedding the night before. Um, oh. Yeah. Prego, prego, prego. So yeah, that that was that was my my favourite away day of the season. Cool. I would say. That Mine was Queen of the South too, but it was the other one that you didn't go to. Yes, the one that... Uh, are you, are you trying to imply that's because Robert wasn't there? No, absolutely not. It would have been a little bit better if Robert had been there. Is that the well, one where we, where we mercilessly us. abused the goalkeeper for about, well, yeah. full half? Yeah. From start to finish. Then ended up Googling fun. him and trying to find out info on him to me. Like, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Ian did that. I, I did. The <laughs> Podcast the next meal. <laughs> I can't remember. Like I can't remember. He was on loan from somebody. So like, imagine not being wanted by St. Johnson. That was, that was it, yeah. And the, the podcast ends is just outside. <laughs> you're the reason your dad left was a choice line. <laughs> <laughs> so what you left? I mean, I was going to mention things like Aleem's equaliser. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to bring up stock in the game? <laughs> which was called by Nickel. It was called by Rob. Ah, it was called by Rob. He had dreams about it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, a 40 yarder. It was, to be fair, in my dreams it was a winner, but I'll take, you know, seven. For fuck's sake, Rob, honestly, eight predictions, right? Seriously, yeah. Remember, told me for 45 minutes east of the road that Aline was scoring the 91st minute, not to worry, and I was like, we are getting fucking beat here, this could be absolutely awful. And then when the goal went in, like, I lost him. I was like, where the fuck's he gone? And then he first sort of transported his body. Like six rows behind. That's not how he just, he, he, he just started, started floating like the nun in the blues brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I Aleem's Aleem's goal was was pretty great. It was pretty great. Who's been your favourite player on this? My favourite player has been Adam Eckersley. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a magnificent point because we're going to throw right now to an interview with Adam Eckersley. Come on in, Adam. He's not actually here. We're, no. we're doing it in a separate place. Adam would not be in this room. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, ladies and gentlemen, we have safely escaped the tumult of Ian Walker's living room and we're, we're joined in a, in a quiet, secret location with our very, very special guest, Mr. Adam Eckersley. Thanks for having me, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you very much for coming along. Uh, we've got um, Angus here as well, who's uh, obviously really, really good friends with Adam and been able to set this up. <laughs> Absolute besties. Uh, <laughs> not in the words. <laughs> yeah, Angus has been struck down by the, the magnificent sight of Adam Eckersley. Let's, uh, let's be honest, he's, he's resplendent and radiant here. Uh, on, on time. <laughs> I'm like Rob over here. Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah Rob, uh, we are recording this on the Sunday, and Rob uh, rather enthusiastically celebrated everything that went down yesterday. I had a good night. For more details, listen to the bit of the podcast that you just listened to <laughs> and the bit that's going to come along. So, Ian, thanks very much for, for agreeing to come on, Adam. Uh, now, you've, um, you've been at uh, Hearts, well, just less than a, a year, actually. Yeah. You, you actually sort of joined a little bit way into the season. August it was. Yeah. When I joined it. Uh, how was how was that? I mean, like, did you find like the like the sort of squad was already quite together? Was it quite difficult to come in as a free agent? At that time? Yeah, I did because my first game was actually uh, watching the Hibs. I was watching when I signed. I was actually watching the Hibs game that Sunday, and um, obviously I'd just come across from from Denmark. Yeah. Um, and already I could see when I got in the dressing room that the the squad was together, and you know. I'm, I was thinking to myself, you know, this is actually a really good group of group of guys. This, and we've obviously got something pretty special because of the results that they've been getting mm-hmm. up until I got there. So I was thinking, you know, I was, I was very pleased with with uh, with going there. To be honest, and I was looking forward to the challenges ahead. It must be quite um, quite daunting when you're a free agent for that length of time into the, to the season. I mean, that's what a good sort of four weeks after the, the transfer window closed, three weeks? Yeah, definitely. It was the decision for me to come across back to England. Obviously, it was, it was tax reasons, because I'll just explain it real quick. Because <laughs> in Denmark, once you've been uh, over there for five years, 
your tax goes up to 60%. Oh, I really? thought it's time to get the hell out of here because I've been on, <laughs> I've been on, I've been on 33% tax for five years, so I'm thinking it's time to go. <laughs> so it was, it was a little bit daunting for me to come back to, to the UK because people hadn't seen me play for five or six years. Yeah. Um, and making that jump from foreign football back to English football, you know, I think I was thinking people, you know, what, what we're going to expect from him because nobody's seen me play for that amount of time. So it was very, very, I was a little bit nervous about it to be fair. Right, well, you certainly came in and did, did very, very well. Um, one of your first games where you really made the, that big impact after uh, uh, McHattie's injury let you into the team was that uh, goal against Stalowa, uh, um straight off the training ground free kick. Yeah, uh, you, you forgot my goal against Celtic, bro. I managed to wipe that from my mind. You don't have to be so nice to me, guys. You can have me if you want. It's not a problem. No, you've got you've got the best hits in the game. <laughs> no, obviously, I think one of my first runs was Celtic. Obviously, a yeah. big game and playing against one of the best teams in Scotland. And uh, it was actually defense, defensively, I thought I did really well. And then yeah. up until the seventieth minute, and then. Neil, yeah. Neil Alexander was shouting away because I thought there was a winger behind me and obviously there wasn't and stopped one in my own net but playing in that position that's what that's I what happened. the whole game we were all sitting in the crowd sort of feeling like we're just like 5% away from this being a great team performance here yeah. and yeah. Well, you know Jamie Walker hitting the post and Osmond so missing the penalty, penalty and, uh, they got a penalty that's right because we had that big chance just before the, the, the half time and if yeah. we'd gone in at 1-1 it would have been a whole different game yeah absolutely so, but you know being somebody who came from the Manchester United tradition we're not just sort of looking at Celtic Park and thinking this is a tin pot we stayed in what a shithole it's actually quite an impressive stadium change rooms are pretty shit but <laughs> it's actually quite an impressive impressive stadium to be fair yeah. the surface was great and everything so it's uh, obviously a bit nerve wracking coming in playing against like Celtic but uh, I enjoyed it, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Isn't that one of the universal laws of football, no matter how amazing your stadium is, you make the away dressing room as shitty as possible? <laughs> I think that's right, you know, I think it is, because look at Tynecastle's away, uh, away dressing room is terrible, but yeah. as long as I don't have to get dressed in there, I don't care. What's the, uh, you must have seen some pretty interesting dressing rooms in a tour around the championship this season. Oh God, I've seen some belters. <laughs> <laughs> Calvin Beefs is a good one. <laughs> to be fair, Cowdenbeath in general as a place no. is... Uh, Cowdenbeath is just a stock car garage, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Did you have to like change inside a tyre? <laughs> <laughs> it's weird actually because it's split into like two different sections. So it's like 20 players cram into a tiny little bit and then all the coaches get a, and the physio area get a massive, massive area at the back. So it's a strange one. You have to um, give you a team talk to your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Livingston as well, cold showers. Yeah, yeah, you get all that carry on in the oh, street. Why isn't that for Livingston? Because it's a, quite a new ground, yeah. Yeah, relatively new. I've heard, I've heard that for years. Like, I'm from Livingston, yeah. like, um, but I've heard Don't that for years. That, yeah. <laughs> um, I, think the yeah. I think actually I think the worst one is though this year. It was uh, Alloa away. Yeah. Alloa's mm -hmm. dressing rooms, it's, it's actually not a bad dressing room, but the problem with Alloa is it's just a square room and a toilet in the corner. So anybody needing a shit at half time, as soon as that door opens, it comes straight into the dressing room. <laughs> and Osman so he, he had a sore, he had a sore stomach uh, last time we played at Alloa. And I promise you, when that door opened, everyone, everyone, knew everyone it, was yeah. falling over, I swear. <laughs> and he, he, he came actually through the door and went, lads, I apologise. The gaffer was giving a team talk. It was so funny. Oh, man. Does that explain why you know it took so long for us to, to get going in that game? Everyone's still <laughs> I think that's that the reason. It's because pitch, of us, man. Yeah. Sure it was. <laughs> Sleeper agent. <It's> terrible. <laughs> terrible nonsense. Okay, so um, like we say, you uh, you came in from uh, Manchester United. That's where you sort of spent your, your youth career. Uh, so just to what degree is Harlem Midlothian better than Manchester United? <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> 
like, like how, how much did you really feel that you'd arrived at a proper club once you got to Hearts? I think the, the special thing about Hearts is the fans. To be honest with you, and I'm not just saying I'm not just saying that. I'm, this I'm not just saying that because I'm doing this podcast, but I think that's what makes makes the club. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. how passionate the fans are, and you know, running out in front of the fans, it's it's fantastic because you go to a stadium like Old Trafford. I don't think the fans are anywhere near as passionate as what the Hearts fans are, and that's God's honest truth. That's speaking from my heart. That. And like I say, um, just before Rob came. Um, <laughs> Sorry again. <laughs> the part that Rob missed. The professional. It's. Uh, like I say, like these fans have been fantastic to me since I got here. And it's, I'm very blessed to have played here. When you, when you got here, when you arrived here, um, did you have a sense of how difficult the season we had last year was? I mean, like some of like the younger players would had to be like the the bulk of the squads last year. It had to had to be the team. You know, did they, were they still kind of carrying that with them? To be honest with you, I didn't really feel it when I first came in. Um, obviously, throughout the rest of the season, a few of the players came up to me and said, you know. This is, it was really bad last year, you should have been here last year and told me a few stories about what happened last year but to be honest with you, as soon as we got onto that winning winning road, yeah. I, f- I think last year got put put to bed really to be honest with you from my from my point of view and you know we focused on the on the road ahead and you know getting the job done. And it, what we weren't really talking about it much after that to be honest. I suppose there is nothing like winning to perk you up. Exactly and uh, yeah. like I say time's a good healer and yeah. Exactly. Well, like you said, I mean, it's interesting that the players did uh, come to you for advice. I mean, at the ripe old age of 29, you're a veteran presence in this team. <laughs> in that dressing room, I am. Surrounded yeah. by 16, 17 year olds or something. The, the, the capacity for Hearts to make me feel ancient, you know, like I'm, there's only one player in the current squad who's older than I am. And, like, you know, I'm, I think I'm about three months younger than Robbie or something like that it's yeah, disgusting yeah. Are you, are you 33 uh, yeah 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 he looks very young yeah that realisation that they'll probably like once Neil Alexander leaves there will probably never be a Hearts player as older than me again yeah but that, that's another thing we noticed uh, yesterday when the um, the uh, the players were, were out you normally you know, you see a lot of players kids with them there's yeah. only like five kids there and three <laughs> oh, of them yeah. were Neil's that's new for me actually because when yeah. we got promoted in Denmark there was kids all over the pitch and here yeah. it's just I think me and a few others Aye. which was uh, strange but it just shows how young the squad is to be honest and yeah, yeah. yeah well most of the kids in our uh, our team are actually playing on the wing so <laughs> the fact is like I'm 24 mm-hmm. and most of the team's younger than me <laughs> like you know yeah. I'm, it's crazy it's, it's, it's madness but like we say I mean you came in with a lot of experience you've obviously had uh, two promotions in Denmark with uh, the, the two clubs that you played for there but I think the most important thing that you brought to the squad was a full adult beard yeah <laughs> which which of the players you know like did you have to find you had to sort of shepherd a few of the younger players through their, their beard growing do you have to guide them through your moisturiser and oil and stuff like that it's, it's an important question to be honest, I never had a fully long beard until I got to hearts I don't know why I think it's just laziness that I don't about the shaving it's no, to be in Scotland now it doesn't matter <laughs> I think it was that because obviously we got here it's just me and my wife and my kid and you know I felt like I didn't really have time to shave most days because I was training three times a day yeah. coming home looking after the baby and then I was just looking in the mirror and thinking I can't be asked. <laughs> I'll just take the uh, I'll just take the pellets when they come to be honest but it kind of got a little bit famous I think from what people keep telling yeah. me on Twitter and stuff so well you know James Keatons and Brad Mackay through the season have had beards but it's uh, they followed suit didn't they I think exactly mm-hmm. yeah so I did and followed suit a little bit so they've, they've seen that that older man with the beard and the <laughs> like, I, I need to get to that level <laughs> exactly they've seen this is 
this is how you be a professional player. This is uh, this is the right step forward. You, you mentioned the, the the three obviously training sessions a day. What was it like in in Denmark? Because obviously a lot of people say you know more training sessions a day is a more European kind of thing. Was it was it similar in Denmark? Or was it more you know no, it was, one it's session and it's quite similar to to England what we did in Denmark. You know we normally did one session in the morning. Yeah, and then on a Tuesday on a Thursday we went to the gym. And that was it. You, you know, yeah. you was back at home for half one on your couch watching movies or what, or whatnot. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you're going on, you're going in when it's, especially in the winter, you're going in when it's dark and coming away when it's dark. It's basically a nine to five job, essentially. You know, you're in in some kind of ways. It's you know, some of the days this season have been very, been very, very long. But yeah. I think it's, um, you know, it's, it's proved it's worth. Absolutely. You know, it has. I mean, yesterday in particular, um, we scored those two goals quite late on. And I think that a lot of that comes down to fitness. You know, Rangers are notoriously not training. Yeah. I think a lot of that comes down to Rangers trying to park the bus though by making yeah. the two substitutions what they did towards the end. Yeah, McCulloch coming on. Especially when they're clearing the ball and they're not pushing out the defence, they're just sitting in and absorbing the pressure and yeah. you know, this is what can happen when you front balls into the box, especially well, that, with a big deal in there. made you realise that you were playing in a lower league as much as seeing Lee McCulloch trying to play <laughs> football? <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Actually, on the, on the subject of Rangers, that, that infamous picture of you looking at Chris Boyd, what, what did you say to him? I, I really want to know what you were I actually can't even remember. Is that long ago now? I think there's a few F words for a few F bombs thrown around. Sometimes, <laughs> but, uh, After he tried to kill Brad McKay. It's a famous few, picture of my head, actually. Yeah, you're in the, in the very corner of it. You can see the top of my head. Yeah. And Ian Walker is right in between you guys. Yeah, was, uh, That's certainly what I think of when I think of that picture. <laughs> yeah, it's my head. Huh? There was a few crazy tackles going in that game, from what I can remember. In Outrageous. The, uh, I Miller, I just, Miller did. Well, that's, that's the reason you came on. And the, one, yeah, the one on Brad McKay, I, just, I yeah. think I just lost my rag with him, to be honest. And, yeah. oh, I think I just got uh, Ian Black. I just took Ian Black down in the middle yeah. just before that as well. Yeah. Like I said, it was, I enjoy them kind of games. Also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love them kind of games. Yeah. Like a little bit of aggro, do you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind it. You know, I, I don't go looking for it, but I also don't mind it if it comes my way either. Yeah. So. Um, there are some people, some idiots, who would say that the reason we uh, wrapped the league up quite so early was just because Hibs and Rangers didn't have their troubles to seek during the season. They, they failed. As an insider, and, and again, I guess as somebody who sort of came into the squad a little bit late, I mean, what's your impression of how good the, the squad actually is as a player? I think that Hearts have got a, a basis of a very, very good squad, considering they're so young as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of these players have come together through the youth, so they actually know each other and know yeah. how to play with each other. And, that. Um, and I think with a combination of the signings that the Hearts made at the start of the season, bringing a few older players in to, to guide the young ones, I think it was just a, a perfect recipe, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and obviously, like I say, the, the league speaks for itself. Would you be quite confident of top six finish next year, at least? Uh, well, that's Yeah. I'm not too sure. I've been released now, so. A, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, obviously, the whole thing's going to fall apart and we're going to be relegated. <laughs> that's not. That's not the question. <laughs> I definitely think you've got a chance of finishing top six. I'd be very surprised if Hearts don't finish top six. Next I would have loved to, to see this team against a Dundee United or Aberdeen. In yeah. the cups, I think it's just really unfair. We got Celtic two. I, uh, I was actually thinking that myself. You know, to get Celtic in most Both of our cup runs yeah. uh, was a bit disappointing because they are the best team in Scotland. You you brought it up. We were kind of dancing around the subject, but you know, you you've obviously not been retained for next season, which is a, a bitter blow to yeah. all of us. Um, yeah. 
not just because of the fact that you're you're a really good player, but like you say, I mean, but you are a rare thing in this squad as a player who's seen quite a lot on in the on, in football as a as a professional. Um, do you have any idea what what the future holds for you? I mean, is your is your agent on the phone to every port in Europe? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, there's a few clubs already been on the phone to my agent, but. For me now, it's the most important thing is to get my knee straight uh, after surgery that I had on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Spend some time with my family, and uh, I won't be making any decisions until the end of June, July. I get everything out on the table, and then see where I go from there. Can you can you make me a, a promise that you won't sign for Hibs? <laughs> <laughs> I I can't, to be honest with you, my position, I'm, I'm, unemployed, well, I'm unemployed, so I can't <laughs> promise anything. But, um, How could Adam feel confident of displacing somebody like Lewis Stevenson <laughs> for that left-back position? Good to give him a... You must just look he at that. Team of the year, didn't, didn't he make the team yeah, of the year? Yeah, he was left back of the year. Yeah. He must have been better than me then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, how frustrating is it for you um, to score an amazing goal against Queen of the South? Your, your volley from 20 yards that really put the, the bow on that. And for it to be probably not even the top 10 volleyed goals that we scored this year, thanks to Mr. Osterk and others. There's been some fantastic goal scored this year. You know, fans know that as well as we do. But you know, when you go from one end of the pitch on a counter attack, even though it is free one at the time, you go from one end of the pitch to the other with free flowing football, a back heel, and finish with a top corner, and it doesn't get in the top ten. You got to ask a few questions. Don't <laughs> you know what I, mean? I know, I know, Aleem and Sam and Jamie they've all scored against Hibs, but the yeah. actual quality of the goal itself. You know, I was a little bit disappointed that yeah. it I, wasn't I would up be. there. I, I, would, you know I, mean? I would be pretty pissed off. I'm not blowing <laughs> smoke up my own ass or nothing like that, but it was, it was actually great. It was a pure team goal. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, it wasn't just me, it was a pure team, team yeah. attack. And but I, yours was the best bit. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice finish, but like I say, it's probably one in 10,000 I'd do that. I still, I still think like my favourite stat from this season is our defence set up and scored more goals than it let in. Over yeah. the course of the season, I think that's that right. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know yourself, Callum Patterson, yeah. Danny, Brad Brad McKay with his penalty, of course. Yeah. I think we've definitely played our part. The back four definitely played oh, yeah. part in mm-hmm. you know making and scoring goals this season. That's for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of consistency about the back four as well throughout the season. Um, you know, for a long, for most of the season, it's been yourself, uh, Danny Wilson, Alan Monster, and um, Callum Patterson. Yeah, and that's not really changed up too much, which I think has been quite good. For, yeah, I always think that's good. I always think that's good, though. When, as a defence, when you've got that country and you've got that relationship together, mm. like it's always going to, and especially and with the guys in front as well, behind you as well, it's always going to, it's going to do well. Mm. Yeah, you know. So. See when um, Aleem scores one of those ridiculous goals, like how much do you, how much does the team lose their head? I mean, how much do you just become fans in that moment, <laughs> just sort of seeing something so well, stupid the, the goal at Easter Road especially. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, I was buzzing for a lean when he scored, but at that moment in time, I was thinking, what time is it now? Can we grab another one? I want the, I want the win, I'm not happy with a draw. That's yeah. the you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's that, that's, that was my initial thought, because yeah. I, I didn't actually really celebrate it. I was like, come on, get the ball back, Let, let's, let's go back and, and score yeah. it and like, try and get another one. Because uh, I wanted the three points, I, I didn't want the one-one. I think but the goal was unbelievable. So. The, the 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 team, if you can say team celebration for that goal, if you watch the highlight, Aleem sort of walks towards the Hibs fans doing the whole like, "Oh, look at me!" And then like Gomez and McGee and seven other players are in different places celebrating yeah, by themselves, like just going fucking mental. I think it was just the most it important was, thing that we didn't lose. We didn't lose our unbeaten record at that point yeah. to Hibs. Well, that was that was that would have crushed us. I think such. I mean, for for a fan looking in, that was such a pivotal moment of the season because 
that was the unbeaten run. Yeah. You know, it stayed and that sort of galvanised us a wee bit yeah. and, and went for it. How did it feel as a, a player in the dressing room? Was it, was it a really big thing? It was was a, that lose I, that? I think it was, a, after the game, it was a massive relief. Yeah. Um, to keep the unbe un unbeaten uh, run going, yeah, um, and especially to you don't you don't want Hibs to take that off you as well. Ah, of course, aye. so it was a massive thing for us. Yeah, the unbeaten run was I don't know that's what you're going to start talking about. The unbeaten run was uh, was stopped by Falkirk. Yeah, yeah. Um, and how did that affect everyone in the dressing room like that day? Because I mean. I remember I was in N and I looked across and I saw you walking off and I was like head down you were pissed off yeah um, I, I was pissed off after the game because obviously I don't like getting beat but in some ways I think it, it kind of got the monkey off the back that as well it kind of took yeah. a bit of pressure off the, off the back we've only been playing yeah. cage here the last like, the exactly, few exactly because I think protecting the unbeaten run was getting more important than winning. actual winning yeah. and if, if you notice after we got beat our performances picked up again yeah. Yeah. we started uh, demolishing well, that, teams 4-0 and that happened after that as well exactly yeah, I, mean, yeah. I just think it took the pressure off totally so yeah. in some ways I didn't want to lose that but in other ways it was it helped us I think is yeah. that 10-0 the stupidest thing that you've ever been involved in <laughs> honestly that's the worst thing I've seen in my professional career yeah. Yeah, I've never been involved in a game like that before yeah. and I don't think I ever will be involved in a game like that afterwards either no yeah, it's, so, it's not it's like comes around once in a lifetime kind of I got, I got in the yeah. car with Osman after the game and I just said to him you know what the just happened now. Yeah. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it's absolutely. It was, well, you know, Zay Fouke's hat-trick within three minutes, three yeah. goals in three minutes. Yeah. And, and they have a man sent off. And well, I, I was actually thinking at that time, this is going to go, this is going to go to big numbers, this. The thing yeah. is, like, if, if Toshney hadn't taken so long walking off the pitch, then Zay Fouke's hat-trick would have been the fastest ever. Yeah. It was, ah, he was uh, 12 seconds away from being the fastest ever hat-trick yeah. in right. professional football. It's, it was madness. It really was. I mean, I yeah, like, I can't like, put it into at words. some point, like, like does crushing the team so badly? Do does that like start to take away the shine of the victory? You start to feel like a bit sorry for your opponent. Nah, I know. I just had an expression that said, "I do not feel sorry no, for any opponent." All. I wanted more. I was actually, as we carried on scoring more, the more chances we had, and like when shooting wide and stuff, I was actually getting more pissed off because I wanted more goals. So, you, you, you may not able to or want to answer this but what point in the season do you think right the league's won what what you know for me kind of Christmas time I, we I was nine, just about to say I think it was around Christmas time nine or twelve points ahead and you know Rangers were shaky as fuck yeah. <laughs> and so well Hibs have been I think they had, a, they had a bad start though didn't they Hibs had a terrible start and to, to be fair Hibs have, Hibs have had kind of if started as they finished, then yeah. they'd have been, you know, it would have been a real fight for it. I don't think so. No? Hibs, Hibs have like lost to Race Rovers and Falkirk and, yeah. you know, they've, they've lost to the teams that we've been beating, exactly. essentially. I think, um, I think consistency, when we've yeah. been beating oh. the smaller teams and they've been struggling yeah. and stuff, I think that's played a major part this season. Ah, oh, 100%, yeah. I mean, you've had moments in your career where you're fortunate, or I guess unfortunate as the case may be, that, you know, you're, you were in mid-table and, you know, there was like quite a lot of the season left to go knowing that you weren't really going to change your fate at all you weren't going to qualify you weren't going to for Europe you weren't going to get relegated is that a similar sort of I mean I, I'm not sure if malaise is the right words but you know that that, that lack of drive that you maybe get was that similar to what, what we experienced once the league was won uh, at other clubs possibly yeah but yeah. like I say when you this is not because I'm, I'm a hearts player but when you run out for hearts, it's a different expectancy, and you know, running out in front of them fans, they only expect a certain, certain level, you know. And 
as a, I feel as a player that you have to go out there and keep performing every, every single week and I think that automatically drives you on you know to keep getting results and to keep performing well and I think that's different to, to some of the other clubs I've played for because you don't have that pressure from the crowd yeah so speaking of other clubs that you've played for in other countries and other cultures and things like that referees <laughs> in Scotland we, we all think the referees are total shit <laughs> and they are and uh, you know we think that yesterday it was pretty well shown that they are um, are they as bad as like everywhere else or is this is this like a common thing everyone complains about refs obviously but are Scottish referees actually more incompetent than ours I don't think they're cheats but they're definitely incompetent they're not very good there's been some interesting decisions this year I'll say that yeah. but um, like I say, I've had some interesting decisions when I've been abroad as well and yeah. consistencies I don't know with referees it's a bit strange I guess it's a problem strange. on football in general I think so James Keaton's face <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start <laughs> what's going on there <laughs> James Keaton is one of them guys you know he's, he's fantastic to have around the dressing room mm-hmm. and uh, he's been winding me up all year and we've sort of been winding each other up all year and since I, since I came you know the kit man Gogsy lays out all your kit and when I came on trial every time I went in to get my kit you know because as a new person you're a bit like you know and uh my socks were missing every time. Like every, every, single, every single time. I'm a new player. You know what I mean? You don't do this to new guys that are coming. And uh, I keep going into the guy. I keep going into the, uh, the kit room and I'm saying to Gogsy, Gogsy, where's my socks? He said, I promise you, I've put them on there. And I'm looking around. Gogsy, you've not put my socks on there. And anyway, he told me a few weeks later after that time, yeah, it was me that was taking your socks. And it basically all started there. So after that, uh, a couple of weeks after that, I'm, I've gone to the toilet in the dressing room and uh, I locked the door. And uh, he comes and stands in the middle cubicle. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what's that wet coming over the, over the top of the cubicle? So I look up, nothing's there. Anyway, feel it again. What's, what is that? Someone, I think someone's thrown water over the top. But he'd stood on the toilet in the middle and he had the bog brush from the, uh, the, the middle toilet. And he was like oh, no. throwing all the water off the bog brush onto the top of my head. And I was like, that is right, cool. this guy's, I'm, I'm coming for this guy. I don't really know him properly, as yet, but I'm, I'm going to come for this guy now. And basically, it all started there. And, yeah, he's just been a little bastard all season. Oh, I love but that. It, it's, a, it's a guy that you can't not have in a dressing room. Yeah, because he's total joke. He's like, yeah, he's yeah. like sometimes he's like the glue yeah. that holds holds the dressing room together. And you need them guys. I'm, uh, you know, the fact that obviously stuff came out about Keatings and all that is uh, I'm, the, the fact they said, oh, I want to stay and fight. I'm delighted by that because I think he's the kind of guy that hearts need. Yeah. You know. Um, um, no. I'm wondering if there's a flip side to that, like is there a player that's just super serious? Part of me wants you to say that it's Ali Mosturk just because it would be so crazy to think of him just sort of saying it's like, right, okay, everyone stop horsing around, we've got a game to play. Um, actually, Aleem's not like that at all, actually. Um, obviously, Keats is at one end. I think Megaro's at the other end, to be honest. Yeah. Out in our dressing room. Yeah. Probably Megaro and Neil Alexander. They're yeah. the ones that are a bit, like, a bit more reserved and. The kind of granddads of the dressing room. Uh, Exactly, yeah. and yeah. me and Danny are somewhere in the middle, a bit of bit of both. Yeah. You know, we know when it's play time and we know when it's it's serious time. So, yeah. like I say, we had a, throughout all the season, we just had a great great mix and great bond. Just that, yeah, it seems like a very strong dressing room. Uh, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, one of the more um, sort of significant things that happened this season was uh, signing Gennaro um, halfway through the season. Is it important for a player to have? faith in the management structure to know that they can identify, you know, relatively unheralded with players like this and bring them in, them to have such an impact. Does it does it matter to you to know that sort of signs can be made like that? Um, I think it's the faith in the manager. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think players think too much about it because we have no say in who the manager's bringing in or nothing like that. But obviously, when Gennaro walked in, um, 
for the first day, everyone went, what the f***? Because he came in and he was a big lad. He was a big lad, so you're thinking, you know, yeah. this is going to go one of two ways. It's going to be very, very good, or yeah. it's yeah. going to go the other way. And, you know, luckily for us, he's, he's coming in and he's got a hell of a lot of goals. And well, top goal scorer. The two goals yesterday. That, that put Has that made him top goal scorer? That put him above uh, Osman and uh, Keats. Yeah. Well, there you go. So he's coming in, he's done his job, and in half a season, he's been a he's been yeah. a fantastic signing. Absolutely, he's pretty great. Yeah, yeah. big lad though. <laughs> I think not, he was actually bigger when he when he first came in, when he first walked into the dressing room. Yeah, he, well, he looked huge. I still remember obviously the the, the Hearts media guys do the whole sort of like uh, new signing, do the, the yeah. folded arms thing. Massive. It's his arms are about the same size as my head. Yeah. <laughs> Massive. Was, it was uh, terrifying. <laughs> but like I say, he's come in, done his job, and he's a he's a sound guy as well. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's great. It must have been a season that you know you you can't have had a lot to worry about off the pitch in the the bulk of this season. Looking back on it now, I've not really had much too much to complain about, to be honest. No. Apart from there was one there was one guy I need to mention actually. My first uh, home game against Cowden Beef, and I think I passed the ball backwards when I think this guy wanted me to pass the ball forward <laughs> and all I heard was Man United, fuck off! <laughs> I, I always wanted to know who that guy was that I promise you uh, Angus Cause, <laughs> was, it, was it Angus? <laughs> um, no, no, I'm, I'm the one that says really cringy stuff to opposition substitutes as they walk past no matter um, where they're from I was so sat on a bench in Cowden Beef it's shite, eh? So, so obviously like Everyone always says Tynecastle, the, the fans are basically on the pitch. That's, that's how it feels. So you can hear everything. Yeah. So yeah, I shouted some pretty great things at you this season. I, I, I had one a few weeks ago actually. Yeah. I love you and I don't care who I don't know I don't care who, who knows or something along that, them lines. That was me. Yeah. It's actually fantastic when you're playing Tynecastle because you can hear little things like that what the crowd are saying. But yeah. Obviously, if things are going bad as well. Oh yeah. You can hear the, the opposite, the negatives, and like I say, that was against the Cardiff from my first, my very first game. Come yeah. on, guys, you know, it's my first game. Let me bed in a little bit you were, before yeah. you start getting on top of me. I, I I remember your first game. You were solid. You you, <laughs> you played the easy pass every time. That's yeah. what you do to bed in, though. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, like, you know, uh, I didn't expect anything more. Like, I didn't expect you to run. You know, do no. amazing. You were slightly score. terrified at the halfway line in your first few games, so <laughs> you didn't didn't exactly break your neck getting forward. No, but I think <laughs> I wanted to establish myself as. You know, yeah, being a solid defender first, because yeah, that's what yeah. they brought me in to do. Yeah. And then, obviously, as I get to know the players in front of me and inside of me, then start developing my attack inside of the game, and that's yeah. the way I wanted to do it. Um, well, on on the flip side, you know, it was it was kind of Christmas time, and uh, Keatings was our only fit striker. Yeah. You were basically playing as a winger. Yeah. You know, Cowden Beath away, Livingston away. You were the guy that was you know right in there, setting up goals. And I think it was because I was, obviously I was getting a better relationship with the players yeah. as the season went on and. You know, they knew exactly where I was going to be at that point, and you need that yeah. to be able to develop your game and to start attacking. And like I said, around Christmas time, that really started to come to come into fruition, and things started working. I started getting assists and goals myself, and yeah, absolutely went went from there really. That kind of base game now. So now you mentioned it, you were a magnificent outlet in that game because we were playing quite narrow, trying to uh, yeah, get, get to to Patterson. The away game, from, yeah, the yeah, away game. Yeah, um, oh, their pitch is narrow as well, though, so it's a difficult yeah. place to go. Yeah. At. But yeah, you were all, you always seem to be in space, and you know that sort of uh, one-two that you played down the wing to set up Keats goal. Um, that was that was terrific. I don't have any real point. I just wanted to tell you that you're great. <laughs> no, I was. Uh, that was. I think that was the week where we had three games in a week. Yeah. Um, uh, like and I was actually I was actually sick as a dog that whole week. Really. Um, and I was I was on that many things before the game. Mm. You know, uh, paracetamol and all these things were cold and whatnot. 
obviously all legit. Yeah, yeah. Love board. <laughs> uh, then I was on Pro Plus to keep myself, you know, keep it. Uh, yeah. So I was just playing on pure pills, I think. I just oh. loved watching your media training kick in there. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but obviously, like, you know, when, when McCarty, Kevin McCarty was, was, you know, he got injured by that horrendous tackle by Kenny Miller. You know, what, what was it like for yourself knowing that there's not really anyone behind you? There's not really anyone pushing you for left back no, because you're the only fit left back there. Like, yeah, but the week you know, before that I was playing against Rafe and I actually came off against Rafe because I'd been playing up until Rafe then got a hip injury yeah, and Kevin yeah. came on to play the Rafe game and then the uh, the Rangers game. Yeah. So I was a, a bit dis disappointed to come off that game actually against Rafe because I wanted to just continue because I thought I was finding my feet. and. Yeah. But... Um, Obviously, you want to play in the big games. I want to play in the big games, and especially against Rangers. So, obviously, it was upsetting for Kevin, and I felt felt bad for him because he did quite a serious injury. But yeah. it was another opportunity for me to go out there and, you know, put on a hard shirt and get another appearance under my belt and assert yourself. Yeah. Exactly, and yeah, yeah. you know, I think it was after about ten minutes I came on and made a, a big, big challenge yeah. <laughs> on the six-yard box, and yeah. from there, your confidence just grows. And they were down to ten men, and they were, they were struggling after that. So, yeah, it's a good game to come into. I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. So, who's got the smallest cock in the dressing room? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Angus. <laughs> what do people want to know? Yeah, specifically smallest, that's what people want to know. You see, that's what the people want to know. It's just you. Yeah. It's just me, yeah. I'll tell you after. <laughs> oh, dear. Moving swiftly Yeah, moving, moving very swiftly along. Um, how hilarious will you find it when Hibs and Rangers fail to get promoted this season? <laughs> Obviously, you, you, you buy from boys from Glasgow, Edinburgh, Scotland, or whatever. You have a really hate, hatred towards, you know, other teams. Rangers, yeah, other yeah. teams. Yeah. Obviously, I, I want to beat them. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I don't have that same hatred towards yeah, Hibs yeah. and Rangers. So um, for me, it's just another football team. But obviously, I can see why you're so passionate about them. After you got your retrospective two-match ban for um, your. Uh, alleged, sort of alleged head brushing yeah, your forehead yeah. on Scott yeah. Allen. Are you upset that you didn't actually just nothing? <laughs> <laughs> I said that in an interview after that. So you know, if you, if you knew you was going to get a two match ban, yeah, then no, you might as well put the head in. Eh? But at the end of the day, you know, when I made that tackle on him, as I turned around, he was right in my face. Yeah, so yeah. my initial reaction was just to basically push him away. So for the like for the league to give me a two match ban, I thought it was a bit ridiculous. Well, the compliance officer is. Imagine being the guy. That's you know receiving complaints from people and saying, yeah. oh, that's a two-match ban. Like, yeah. oh god, yeah, exactly. It's it's ridiculous. It was never anything yeah, in it. The referee you know, never gave it. The linesman never gave it. And they both saw it. And they both saw it. And so you know what's yeah. I don't know. I'm pissed off a bit. You're not over that, are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> You're more annoyed than Adam is. I am. <laughs> I've let it go now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, if if you were to be a manager tomorrow, if you were to going to management tomorrow and you could sign just one player from Hearts to, to build your team around who would it be? That's a good question That's why you went home early last night <laughs> <laughs> One player One player you got one player to build the, to team, build around. the team around Oh that is a good question um, I would have said a winger but you can't build a team around a winger for me you've got to be yeah, someone central yeah. someone in a demanding position um, that's a fullback talking. That's someone who spent his entire career going track back, cover me. <laughs> I would probably say Miguel. Yeah. Because, like, you know what you're going to get from Miguel. You know, he's. That would be my answer. He's consistent and 
I would I would get players like around him. What's yeah. his What's his grasp of English like now? Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, he knows a few words, but yeah. you know, he, get, he gets by. He's, he's top yeah. guy, my girl. Love him to bits, but yeah, yeah. his English is shite. <laughs> How's your Danish these days? It's actually alright. My wife's Danish, so yeah. <laughs> obviously my kid's half Danish, so it's. I'm getting there, but it's, that's so also a difficult him, yeah. language. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Danish is an impossible language to speak. I, I went to Denmark last year, and yeah. I mean they've got their own letters on the end of the alphabet as well. Yeah. So it's different sounds that you have to make when you. So it's it's a nightmare. Give us a little bit. Do you want to say? Um, fuck the hips. <laughs> For Hillville hips. <laughs> Fantastic, that's the, the catchphrase for the <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was excited, she just she just heard that the first of Danish. <laughs> Fantastic. Um just so, like would you ever sign your brother for your team that you're managing? I actually uh, a few weeks ago I actually offered uh, like I said to Hearts, my brother's on a free contract. He's a free he's a free agent, you know, do you want to come in and have a look at him, but I think at the time the manager didn't want to rock the boat because it was maybe about six or seven weeks ago and um, Callum was in there and like I said I don't think the manager wanted to rock the team by bringing new faces in Yeah. so uh, basically just left it but I think he would have been a great addition to, to him, he's, he's basically like me but on the other side so <laughs> just imagine that if, if, the fans, if the fans like me and put one on the other side and then yeah, all the Eckersleys <laughs> do you think Manchester United could have had a, a double Eckersley uh, team up instead of they went with the De Silva twins what were they thinking oh, yeah. god damn it I've got no idea <laughs> <laughs> me and my brother still think that to this day like, <laughs> but we were fortunate enough both to play for the first team so there's not many yeah. brothers that can say they've done that well so. um, thanks so much for your time today oh, thank it's you very much for having me on here yeah yeah you've been uh, been a wonderful interview yeah and uh, I think we've all learned something yes <laughs> before we finish uh, just like to ask him no more daft questions you know no, <laughs> no that's true. Um, a lot of uh, players come to Hearts that are not from Edinburgh not from Scotland they're not Hearts fans and they go away talking about how you know, they are Hearts fans now um, you know I wouldn't expect every player that comes from a place for Hearts to walk away you know wearing a replica kit and uh, you know sticking a wee Sticker on their um, bumper. Not when they get real kits given to them. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, but um, do you, do you get that? Do you, do you, is there something about Hearts that's different from other clubs, or is it just normal kind of football club chat? Um, my feeling is I've not left. I mean, I've, I've left a lot of clubs in my t- in my time and moved to different clubs. Um, and I was saying to my wife yesterday, actually, I think next year uh, when I sign for a new club, I'll definitely remember this year yeah. for what we've achieved and. Um, you know the squad that I'm playing with, how good the guys were, uh, the fans, the people I've met. Um, so I think it's definitely going to hold a place in my heart. This place for sure, um, more than most of the clubs I've played for. That's for sure. Well, there was me thinking you were going to say you're Royal Antwerp till you die. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just, just, just finally, because this might be the last that Hearts fans hear from you. Do you have a message for the Hearts fans? Oh, like I say, apart from that one guy. Calvin <laughs> <laughs> Beef. Like, if I see him on the street, he's getting it. But um, no, from day one since I got here, you know the fans have, have been behind me um, from right up until yesterday. Uh, I can't thank him enough. Um, and really enjoyed playing in front of him week in week out. He's been really supportive and really thank you from the bottom of my heart. And I've really enjoyed my time here at Hearts, and I'm going to miss you guys. Thank you too. I'm going to miss you too. Yeah, Cheers, guys. It's been a pleasure to have you here and a pleasure to have you at the club. Thank you very Adam much. Eckersley, thank you very Appreciate much. Appreciate that. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Well, did everybody enjoy that interview with Adam Eckersley? <laughs> oh, it was, it was lovely. It was great. It, it, was, was, it was great. Yeah. What, what nice man he is. Lovely guy. Lots of insight. Loads. What was your favourite bit? <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
Is love hips? <laughs> Roddy, what was your moment of the season? It's got to be Ulster school. Can you come over here and say yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to say that a bit louder. It's got to be Ulster school. Why? Can you give me? Can you do a dramatic recreation of what you did? Well, I, I did the reverse of you. Well, instead of going six rows back, I went six rows forward and lost both my shins. Have you since recovered? It was painful but good. <laughs> a good kind of pain. And I now have a cat called Aline. <laughs> is, that, is that true? It's true. He was named the week after when he scored his second one in a million goal. Oh, okay. <laughs> was that the second of the three one in a million goals? It was. Does a lean strut around your flat <laughs> looking really smug and then occasionally hawking a furball 40 yards into the living room? He gets extra treats, <laughs> extra treats when Ostrup scores and I kick up the bum when he does it. Which is regular. Mr. Bowie. I think. It was the first half against Falkirk back in September. Oh, it's 3-0 at half time. Beautiful football that day. Yeah, mm -hmm. liquid football. That was. That was very, very nice. nice. It was also really sunny. I remember I had yes. sunglasses on that day and I was extremely smug and it was great. Yeah. That's the worst memory ever. <laughs> what? It was really sunny and I had on sunglasses. <laughs> but right. You could have been in your deathbed, right? And you're around you. Any, any regrets that I didn't wear sunglasses more often? <laughs> well, I am fucking Scottish and I'm also fucking off to Australia, so ringy sunglasses every day. <laughs> That's what will make the deathbed scene all the more uh, uh, poignant when we're <laughs> Australian kids just going, sunglasses, when dead, come on! When the, when the funeral director places <laughs> them on the face and says, and now we deal with it. <laughs> that was the best Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, Ellie, what was your favourite moment of the season? Yeah, yeah, Ellie. Ellie, come here. What was your What was your favourite bit of the season? Probably not this bit. <laughs> Simon, pretend to be Ellie. Wait, what was the question? What, what was your favourite? What was your favourite? She said the draw at Dumbarton. Ten Talk us through every single goal. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ellie, what was your favourite moment of the season? Louder! Louder! Shout it. 10-0. Shout it. 10-0. Oh, okay. 10-0. Thanks, Ellie! Actually, yeah, I've completely forgotten about that. Um, yeah, we right. fucked someone 10-0 this season. Oh, what a year. <laughs> what an incredible time. Yeah. Back when we were caring about matches. <laughs> Remember that when we actually cared about results. It's gonna be hard yeah, to go back like to that next long, season. That's like over that a like November. <laughs> over a March. month ago since we won the league. Yeah, I was, like when we were like sort of watching the table, sort of Rangers put together some results they could catch. It's like I mean, it was about Christmas. We were what like nine, nine. twelve points ahead. It was. Uh, it was when we won at Livingston. It was nine points, I believe. Mm. I think. Or uh, sorry, Cowden Beast midweek. It was nine points, and then. They were never getting back from that. It was daft of us to ever think that they could because they're horrendous. Well, there was that point where Rangers just decided to stop playing matches for about a month. Aye, yeah, yeah, and then played loads and loads in the space of two weeks and lost yeah. most of them. <laughs> Thanks, Kenny McDowell. <laughs> Yay! Great guy. Great garden. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um... 
We're champions. We are. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. else to say, really. We are. We are. We are. We are. Does anyone else have anything that they want to to bring up? Any any strong emotions? What was your worst part of the season? The worst part of the season. Lee fucking Hollis. Who <laughs> <laughs> fuck is Lee Hollis? Lee Hollis was the the, the emergency goalkeeper. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Livingston Petrofat game. It was so long ago. Where we oh. experimented so wildly. Did we? Were we at that one together? Was that the one we sat at the back and we lost 4-0? Uh, I said yes, we did that. It was 4-1. Four one. Four four one. And yes, Kenny Anderson came on. No, 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 no. That's, see, there was two Libby games that I went that, This to. is the Petrofat Cup game, yeah. right right at the start of the season. I remember getting Where we like, played Liam Henderson in six positions and he didn't know how to play any of them. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Worst, yeah. worst for this season for me was uh, my brother had his stag on the weekend that Ali Mostert scored the goal. And then he had his wedding on the day that we won 10 0. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's is a million. Your, is your brother hipped? <laughs> is he? Yeah. And he didn't think to check the fixture list? No. To be fair, hold on, hold on, to be fair, see when you're checking the fixture list, if you're going to have a wedding, you're, you're going to say Cowden Beath at home. That's a pretty safe one to miss. That's the decency to have mine on a fucking Friday. Yeah, what a guy you are, Robbie. What I enjoyed there is that I forgot which team we beat 10-0 there. One of the nonsense teams at the moment. <laughs> I, well, I don't actually have any real down points of the season. The only irritating game the is the game with, that we lost to uh, to, to Falkirk. Yeah, that's a big game though. It, it was, it was a I fun was, game. I was much more fucked off about losing to Hibs. That, that, that I'll never be able to deal with losing derbies properly. It only lasts for about a day, but it does properly piss me off. It was just because everything was already wrapped up. Yeah. I just, I mean, I know it's a derby, but I couldn't feel that. Dar- Derby's a derby. If they were playing in the back garden right now, I'd be out there shouting blue murder at the cunts. Fuck Hibs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is blue murder. Proper. <laughs> Celtic in the cup was pretty grim. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh yeah, Celtic in the cup. Yeah. Why are we talking about bad Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you, Psychological. I'll bring you down and bring you back up. <laughs> well, you have to rescue us with a really good memory now, then. Or just a nice I'll see you later. <laughs> my, frame, my fondest memory is like Simon actually sang at the football today. He's so caught up in the hype. No fucking way. Getting up. <laughs> I once saw Simon smile. Nobody likes a lion. That has made baby Jesus cry. <laughs> right, well, it has been a magnificent uh, season, and I think the only way to properly round it off are songs for the one, the only, the man who really made it possible, Mr. Robbie Nielsen. Yeah. Robbie, Robbie! <laughs> <laughs> it's song time. It sure is song time, Robert. Song Thanks. o'clock. <laughs> and we're like, should we should we discuss just how magnificent Robbie Nielsen is first for a bit? Just uh, yes. How the podcast can only be been. so long. <laughs> it's quite short in the moment, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, Robbie Nielsen, like when he was first announced, I thought, well, he's. I hear that he's done quite well with the youth team, but I don't know. But then he talked quite a good game in all the interviews, and yeah. and then the team took the pitch against Anna and we thought. Oh, wow, this, this could be great. And then we took the pitch at Ibrox and said, oh, fuck. <laughs> this could be great. Um, yeah, he's just, he's done such a fucking great job since he came in. He really has. He's just, he's just so great. Because he, he was like, it was an unpopular choice, um, but he was my favourite player when he was here as well, just because he was Mr. What? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 
so determined. A, dis- I loved a dissenting voice in the room. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely love Nielsen as a player as well. And uh, my sister Alex will agree that I, I was always a Nielsen fan. Is that right, Alex? Massively. Yeah, absolutely. And you were a Michelinus fan, weren't you? I named my hamster after him. You did. <laughs> Good choice. <laughs> like, 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 if we're going to name any hamster after our, any Hearts player, then Miko, yeah. And then he died, so I called the other one Rudy. <laughs> the, the, hamster died. Died. <laughs> the hamster died. The hamster died. I thought that was breaking news there for a second. And, and now he's dead. He, he was playing in the Ukraine for a bit, wasn't he? <laughs> Songs in. Uh, Songs in. Who's going to begin? Ian Walker's going to begin. Okay, um... So Mancunian music fans will like this one, but it needs the guitar intro, but I don't have it, you know. Anyway. Sing it. Okay. <laughs> a boy consumed by fire, we all knew his desire. All the plans that he has made. Bam, bam, bam. We win the league you promised. Immerse me in your splinter All the plans that you have laid Robbie Nielsen Robbie Nielsen Robbie Nielsen Robbie Nielsen Robbie Nielsen Robbie Nielsen Bam 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 And then there's more Magnificent. Right, is it myself? <laughs> it's you. It's this is short and sweet. <laughs> okay. Short and sweet because I didn't have time to think about. Well, I had loads of time. I had a few weeks to think of this, but <laughs> uh, I fucking didn't. So, <laughs> right. <clears throat> down, down. Oh, what a season! And it's down to Robbie Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a season! And it's down to Robbie Nielsen. Bam, bam. Yep. Well, well done. Lionel Ritchie's playing at Edinburgh Castle this year. We should go. Ah, Angus, <laughs> you've got a song. I'm, I'm gonna Come hither. I'm going to fuck this up. I'll try, though. I'll try. Make your life. <laughs> <laughs> this is your moment, Angus. This is your perfect moment. Just a handsome man. Born and raised in Hamilton. He won the Scottish Cup in 2006. <laughs> He made the Jantart sing This season we're champions We're gonna win some more next season Don't stop the Nielsen <laughs> Hips don't know this feeling Rangers will stay down <laughs> yeah. That's difficult. High tired song as well. Jesus. Who's from Hamilton then? Paul Hartley. Paul Hartley's from Hamilton. Fuck, sorry. Don't, Angus, don't, we don't associate Paisley with Lanarkshire. <laughs> don't Angus, worry, that's Paisley. It's absolutely ruined this season for me. <laughs> <laughs> what was your worst moment of the season? Angus. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just that song, it's everything about it. <laughs> okay. Oh, so, well. we're, left, we're left with uh, two songs to go. Who's first? Oh, we're, we're saving the best for last. Don't be, don't be ridiculous. Oh, no, no, I don't mind. I don't mind. No. Don't be silly. It's not that good. <laughs> we got, uh, we got the master. The last one was ridiculous. Yeah. By the way, just just to set the scene here, uh, Andrew Henry Bowie has actually printed off <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics to this song. This is my bus timetable. <laughs> this is all by heart. Right. Okay. So, Nickel. 
Robbie, Robbie, with your long flowing locks. Robbie, Robbie, throw the ball in the box. Robbie, Robbie, oh, you look so fine. Hot coach, dressed to the nines. <laughs> <laughs> that is phenomenal. Right, from one bowie to another. <laughs> oh, he's, he's standing up. Standing up. Do you want like a pretendy microphone? Here, have my can. Robbie is to me more than just a manager and I dedicate my life to you always. Robbie is to me more than a woman could be and I love you and want her for always and we all know that you love your close and forever you keep faith in El Hassanui <laughs> yeah ooh your special tackle against great now in the Scottish Cup and your throwings were so long and so legendary oh you're now the Shaham up and coming head coach and I dedicate my love to you Robbie Ooh, ooh, ooh <laughs> I will love you Robbie for always That's is Ellie Ellie's the casting vote on Oh I'm sorry, I, I just I just wanted there to be like a montage of our best moments and the <laughs> just going underneath that. That was, that was oh, quite gosh. Actually can you edit that shit together? <laughs> yeah, actually let the do 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 sound a little bit. Me he that's that's got me the cover photo. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's let's right. <laughs> Sorry. Do, are there any more songs? Is there anyone else in the room with a song? Roddy, you've got a song. I've got, I've got one. I've okay. Got I can't sing in it. It's not Robbie Nielsen, but. Oh, Anne Budge, you are the love of my life. Oh, Anne Budge, I'd let you scissor my wife. Oh, Anne Budge. <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> Brilliant. Can't wait for your fiance to hear that. <laughs> so that's success. <laughs> successfully brought the tone right down. <laughs> so, by, by noise in the room, or just by Ellie, who won? What was the best song? You're going to point at the winner, Ellie. Yeah. Who won? who won? Just bear in mind that you're related to me here. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Conspiracy! Uh, BFA. Nice. I suppose we should clarify that she pointed at her. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we should clarify that she pointed at her uncle there. Yeah. Fix. And then Angus. 
Yeah, but you dodge the points for saying. You the same height as I. Yeah. So. Right. Well, that's that's the season ruined then. I'm absolutely <laughs> disgusted with everything. But he's sitting there seething. <laughs> <laughs> Don't punch the child. No, 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 stop it. <laughs> ah! <laughs> So it's going to be the off season now. Hopefully, there'll be a long, a long hot summer of hot signings and uh, hot training and hot things. And you know, we'll hot have a we'll have a, in we'll have a tour of Malaysia and things like that as well, right? Because we're a big time club now, right? Emirates Cup. Definitely. Okay. Well, we'll be back next season when we begin our charge in the Premier League. Um, thanks to everyone who's been on the podcast. Uh, you've really made it. So much better than it would have been if it had just been me and Rob yes. sitting here talking fucking nonsense. Yep. Ian Walker, Mr. Bowie, Angus, he's been a guest, Simon, our Derby specialist. Um, Robbie, who uh, made a magnificent contribution. Uh, there's others, Marley. Marley, Marky. Ian Greenhill. Yes. Uh, I love that no one's thought to mention Fridge yet. I was, building up, to <laughs> <laughs> I was building up to Fridgey, the absence that we all feel because he's on holiday. What sort of idiot goes on holiday in the middle of the football season? <laughs> you go on holiday, Nicole. <laughs> Tell us more about Japan, Nicole. That's the off-season podcast. Um, um, and there's probably other people as well. There's definitely other people yeah. that we've forgotten. Stu and Elliot who were here earlier on. Yeah. Um, Richard, Alan, Roddy, Sal, Alex, Ellie, Lee, Kev, Stu, Kev. <laughs> That's me just naming everyone in the room. By Great the contributions <laughs> by them all. <laughs> um, man, thank you for listening. We, we never really expected that this would actually take off, but people seem to enjoy it. So yeah. probably we'll be back next season. Yeah. And yes. Until then, Steve, Steve Crawford. Crawford. Steve Crawford. Steve Coffey. <laughs> 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 Amarusha, that's a run, it's a down!